Welcome to you, me, and our couple's therapy podcast without the therapist. Here we will be talking about infertility, parenting, and everything in between. Hello, welcome to you, me, and I am Jordan. I'm Kirsty, and thank you for joining us once again. If you are joining us once again, <laughs> you said that last week. Well, I've got to say it every time. <laughs> People might be joining us once again. I don't know. Last week, all you said was, if you're joining us once again, or if you're not joining us once again, or if you're joining us once again. <laughs> well, now you've ruined the next part. Sorry. And this is the fir- if this is the first time you're joining us, welcome. <laughs> Whereas if you are joining us once again, welcome once back. Again. <laughs> so, yes, obviously we've got off to a great start here. But, yes, this podcast is just us talking about our lives, infertility, hopefully pregnancy, parenting, and everything in between. Oh, very good. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it Yeah. on the intro, so Kinda, yeah. I tried to copy that. Thanks. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm just a big fan of your work, what can I say? <laughs> but yes, no, thank you for joining us, and hopefully you enjoy listening to us, because we do enjoy doing this recording. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be able to talk Yeah, to which, each other. which we're definitely finding a lot more that we can do it mm-hmm. by doing this. Yeah. Right. Let's just get straight on with it. So, this week, Kirsty, what's new with you? Or, let me change that question, what's new with us? Well, last week you left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger. I did. And you said that there was something exciting. I did. And I had no idea what you was on about. <laughs> Which is worrying, seeing as you're one half, well not one half, you did a lot more of this than what I have. So, the fact that you didn't even know what I was on about, quite worrying. Yeah, sorry. But, I will let you reveal to the public... Of seven listeners. (laughs) So, we've now got a website. (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah, so it's still in the early stages. Um, Mostly, if I'm honest, I wanted a website so that in my Instagram bio, instead of it just being a load of random numbers and letters of Spotify, it was something proper. Yeah. Oh, they do look more professional when it's actually like a website. Yeah, and stuff, exactly. Isn't it it so. is a lot more professional. And it, the link just takes you straight there. Well, it takes you straight to the podcast because I've changed it. So the link literally takes you to the podcast page of the website. Oh, so it doesn't take you straight to the homepage. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with the website, it's basically a place for our podcast to be mm-hmm. um, other than Spotify so that you can find it easier. Yep. And also possibly a space for me to do some blogs. Which you have started. Yeah, I've only done one so far. Yeah, but you've started. Mm-hmm. It could have had nothing, so yeah. it's a start. Mm-hmm. But you've got this far into talking about the website. You've not even told people what the website's called. Oh, yeah, I'm rubbish at this, aren't I? Um, you are. Well, it's quite simple, really. <laughs> it's youmeand.co.uk. So, yeah, we would appreciate if you do have a good look at it. Yeah, and there is space on there as well for people to um, contact us as Mm -hmm. well so again if you've got any questions or feedback or advice or anything at all you can contact us through that as -hmm. well so if you don't want to be contacted on us over instagram it's probably a bit more anonymous yeah over the website as well and as well the website does have the opportunity to create forums and things like that and more spaces for a little community as well which would be nice yeah but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens yeah. with it? But so far, we've got the blog, mm-hmm. we've got the link, well not the link to the podcast, the podcast is on the website. Yeah. So yeah, the blog, the podcast, 
and they contact us. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're kind of at. Yeah. At the moment, but there's obviously scope for it to grow. Yeah. If and when. But we're just, we're not uh, IT people. <laughs> no. So we're just learning as we go yeah. along. But it's good. I like it. Um, and I just need to get into the blogging and everything as well, because it's so easy to do it on Instagram because it's just so instant on my phone. And I just start typing a caption for a post and I just keep writing and writing and writing mm-hmm. <laughs> until then I'm like, oh, I've got no more space. I was going to say, there is a limit, isn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted the blog so that I could write without having that sort of limit. So I could write something a little bit longer. Yeah. But yeah. And it's making you feel like you're 14 by having yeah, a blog. Yeah, I know. Always wanted a blog. Literally, I used to start one up every single time when I was like 14, 15, 16. And blogging was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. I would always start it. I'd always do like the first post and then... I'd end up being like, right, what do I write about now then? At least with this, although it's not the greatest subject, like, I don't mean not the greatest subject, it's not really one that people want to be going through. Mm-hmm. At least you've got content to actually write about. Yeah, it's like a little like online diary as well. That's ha- oh, kind of yeah. how I treat Instagram anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just like a little online diary. And actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, but when we were trying for Oakley and struggling... I did actually start up a blog then as well. Oh, right. No, um, I don't like remember an, you telling me an that. An actual blog. I don't think I ever have. I can't remember what it was called now, but I did a few blogs. I did more than what I did when I was 14. Right. But yeah, then it, again, it eventually fizzled out. Yeah. Because it's only since I started the Instagram, and it, it even took a few months after starting the Instagram as well, that I've actually felt like okay in writing about it and opening up about Mm -hmm. it as well because even then when I did the blog before even though I was like massively anonymous nobody would have ever known that it was me I was still like oh no like you have doubts in your head and I was like no I shouldn't be writing this it's stupid (laughs) yeah and I suppose you kind of were like that in a way with the Instagram as well wasn't you like to begin with yeah. Because it was never, like, your face was never put to it and no. stuff like that. But it's only been since this year that I've actually put my face to it. Yeah. And properly. from the beginning of this website, your face is on it. Your mm-hmm. face is on it, my face is on it. So yeah. we're linked to it. We're openly talking about it. We're not mm-hmm. hiding anything. So yeah. yeah, it's very, very open. But I do feel like that that's more and more important, though. I think the longer that we go on with this whole thing, I feel like we can put a face to it yeah well why shouldn't you be able to put your face yeah unless there's work related things that you kind of don't want to link into you and stuff like that i get that point but yeah putting your face to something shows that you're proud or that you're what's i don't really know what the word i'm looking Mm. for is you're not ashamed yeah basically exactly so yeah and i don't feel like that anymore i think before i did and or i felt embarrassed about it Mm -hmm. whereas now and I think it's because of having the support from the online communities and stuff and seeing how many people do go through it. Yeah. I don't feel like that anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't feel, I just feel like it's just one of those things that we're having to deal with. Like yeah. not everybody has to deal with it, but a massive amount of people do mm-hmm. have to deal with it. Yeah, so yeah. we're not the only ones that are actually going through it. No. So yeah, there's nothing to feel ashamed about or mm-hmm. want to hide about or yeah. anything. So... Today we are going to talk about an appointment that we had today. An yeah. appointment? It was an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. A con- a, an appointment slash consultation. Yeah. Which so, was with the fertility clinic that we are 
mm-hmm. going with. Yeah. So last week I had my tests, all of my investigations. Um, so I had my blood tests and the internal ultrasound and everything like that as well. And we spoke about that on the last week's podcast. And then today we've had our consultation. So that was like the follow-up from all those tests and everything else. Well, not really. even so much the... F- well, yes, the follow-up, but you did get some extra results that you wouldn't have got last week. So Yeah, that's what I mean. So I got oh, all like my yeah, test yeah. results and everything mm-hmm. from that. Um, yeah, so she... So it was a video call. It was. Which is different for yeah, us. Well, That's the first video call we've ever had. I was going to say for had. you, I've, I have to do them through work and stuff, so I'm getting yeah. I'm getting used to them. Yeah. But yeah, I remember the first time having to do it, I was like, this just feels very, very strange. Mm. It's just people in boxes. Yeah. It feels quite bizarre. I found like I had to really concentrate on what she was saying, like really concentrate so that I didn't miss anything. Because I'm rubbish at listening like properly anyway. You really, so, really are, yeah. So... To then have kind of like it on a video call instead of in person, she was obviously a little bit more quieter, a bit more crackly. Like it was still, it was good quality, but it wasn't, it's not as perfect as seeing somebody in real life. No. So yeah, I felt well, like I had to really like concentrate on everything that she was saying because I didn't mm-hmm. want to miss anything. Yeah. But we recorded it anyway, didn't we? On like a voice recorder. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but we did. Well, I don't see why not. Because yeah. I was going to write notes, but then you said put it on the video on the uh, voice recorder and then at least we can go back and mm-hmm. if we've forgot anything or if we missed something yeah you've got it on there which i think is a really good idea thanks <laughs> i have my good ideas sometimes sometimes yeah what did we what did we find out what what could we tell people that we found out so she told me my test results and she said that everything was fine it was all good which mm-hmm. is a relief yeah because we didn't really know what to expect properly but then once again is similar to last week when you were going for your tests at the fertility clinic and you were nervous in the morning and you just wasn't speaking. Again, this morning, you seemed nervous and you wasn't speaking. Yeah. So you could tell that you were wary and Mm -hmm. stuff about what was going to be happening. Yeah. I don't feel like I was as nervous as when we went last week to get the tests done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was still nervous. I had a dream that we'd miss the call and everything. So I was quite like panicky that it wouldn't work because it's all technology and everything. So I was really quite panicky that it wouldn't have worked, but it did, thankfully. Well, yeah, no, like obviously the internet could cut out or whatever, but we've always got all our phones. So you've got 4G, which means you'd be able to do it and stuff. So yeah, and sleeping in, when do we ever sleep in past? Whatever time. Wow, not not sleeping in, but I don't know. I just was panicking that we was gonna miss it, or it was gonna something was gonna go wrong, or something. So you're you're so laid back. You're like, oh well, then we can do this, we can do that, and I'm like, <sighs> which I, I think we'll discuss that in this section anyway, because there's a part of it that you're like that, getting mm. stressed and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. impatient, and then I'm seeing a different side. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that part. Yeah. At some point. But yeah, with your test results, you got... What did you get back today? So, um, she, well, she just said that everything was fine. And then she told me my result for the AMH test, which yep. is the one that I was kind of panicking about the most. Mm-hmm. So I'd never really thought about it until I'd started reading the Get a Life book, IVF book, mm-hmm. which is a really good book. I'm, I'm only a little bit of a way through it at the minute. I've not finished it. Um, but it's basically a his and hers guide to IVF and 
everything yeah. like all the stuff going up to it and then afterwards and everything and i'm finding it really interesting but in there she mentioned the amh blood test and everything and how worked up she got after getting her result because it basically tells you kind of how long you've got left <laughs> like how fertile you are and how yeah how long you've got left of being fertile mm-hmm. um so it's quite a scary one really so I was a little bit worried about that. So she gave me that result back and she said it was good. And then she gave me the number yeah. and I didn't really think about the number until afterwards. And from the get a life book, it tells you the, like the sort of different the scoring, levels. Kinda. Yeah. The scoring of it. And on there, it's put me as at the low end of satisfactory. So I got 22.6 and yeah, it's on the low end of satisfactory, which then I was like, well, that's not very good. I'm only just in satisfactory. Yeah. But like, you're in satisfactory. I'm on my way to getting low. I don't know. It's scary. I completely get. Like when she, when I was reading the book, as she was saying, like she would advise to not find out, to ask to not find out the level, the score, because it plays on your mind and everything. If you do get like a lower score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, nah, I, I want to know. Because otherwise I'll end up thinking, like worrying about what it is. I'll start thinking that it's worse than what it probably is. And now I get why she has said that. Because if I did get even lower than that, if I did get into the low category or anything, I think I would have been even worse. Because I'm in Satisfactory. I'm on like... She said it was good. Yeah, no, she did. She did say it was good. But yeah, the fact that I'm on the low end of the Satisfactory is then what made me like, that's not good. With with all that, obviously, if if we were to go with Ixie... And then have them frozen after. Can you then use them at any point, or do you have to be fine? I, I don't really know how the to finish The embryo is if they get fertilized. Yeah. Yeah, it's not so bad then. The the. Yeah, so if they get fertilized, like, because you're saying like, oh, you're coming towards the end of being fertile or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, but yeah. Yeah, but like, do you know what I mean? So, if someone is coming towards the end of being fertile and they have. Fertile, uh, fertilized eggs mm-hmm. frozen. Yeah. Even after they've stopped being fertile, does that mean that they stop producing their own eggs or the quality isn't so great so then they can use the frozen one? Well, yeah, that's why um, like the ce- celebrities and that, when they're in the 20s, they freeze eggs and things, don't they? So that then when they're older, when they've had their career, then they can have kids. Right, okay. You know, I, I just wasn't 100% sure. yeah. It, like, it makes sense mm-hmm. that that's the case, but yeah, I just wasn't sure if that's actually what mm. was happening. Yeah. So we found out that, didn't we? We found out, yeah, AMH. Yeah. What else, What other results did she give you today? I think that's all that she said, because everything else, she just said it was fine. Um, she said everything was fine and that she's not worried about anything. Oh, she did mention the fibroid that I've got, but she said she spoke about that more in terms of, like, if I was, like, when I if and when I get pregnant yeah. and have mm-hmm. the baby. Because she said it was that... It, about keeping an eye on it or something, wasn't it? Yeah, because she said that it could... Um, if I was to have a natural pregnancy, it could I could bleed more. Mm. Um, so I might have to have a C-section or something instead. But she said it is only small, so yeah. she's not worried mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, and you were told that last week as well, because they did pick up on... Yeah, I was told about it, but I wasn't told, like, anything... I was told that I had it, but I wasn't mm-hmm. told anything about it. <laughs> but you were told that it wasn't anything sinister or anything, so yeah. that, that's kind of what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she told us that. Mm-hmm. She, obviously, she went through 
AMH Revolution told us about the fibroid. Yeah. Um, and she said that we had, from my results, we had a high chance of being successful, mm-hmm. which is 30%. <laughs> yeah, which is so still not which, high. No, it, high it, always sounds like, oh, it's certain. And then that's you're like, like 95%. Yeah, exactly. And then you find out at 30%, you're like, that's not high. <laughs> that's not even half. <laughs> wow, you actually done some maths. Thanks. <laughs> I'm actually proud of you. So that means if, like, if you did it ten times, how many times would you get pregnant? Three. Well done. Yay. Even more maths. <laughs> so proud of you right now. But her saying that at least gives you hope that we're in a good place. Because yeah. we did say before I got my results back that we really wanted to, like, was really, really hoping on my results coming back good. Mm-hmm. Because then it put us in a better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than there being issues with me and both sides, you, yeah. yeah. Which then obviously then de- decreases your chances and yeah, just makes it harder, doesn't it? Mm. But no, there's only there's only one half letting us down here. <laughs> God damn you, sperm. <laughs> but speaking of sperm, one thing that she did mention and talk about, uh, she did ask me if I've had a second sperm analysis. Mm-hmm. And when she asked the question, I really did. She was like, oh, do you want to come and do another one? And I kind of looked at you and I said, well, do I want to? And you were like, mm, I don't know. Why did you Why did you look at me, though? Because it's you doing it. Well, no, right. That's why doing you it, should have just decided yeah, yourself. Doing it isn't an issue, but I feel like she wants me to do it so that it opens up the possibility that, oh, actually, maybe that first analysis wasn't as good and the second one has actually proved oh you've got better sperm than what you thought so then we'll go down the IVF route rather mm-hmm. than the ICSI route. In my mind they're damaged. They're damaged goods. So yeah, I've just but- got it I've just got it in my mind that they're not very good. Which obviously means well yeah you should go and get it mm-hmm. like checked out again because it could be better than what you think. Exactly. But I've had it in my mind for a while now that we're going to be going through ICSI. Mm-hmm. That's what I've had. And when I've generally got something in my mind I generally like struggle to change from it mm-hmm. like with bigger things yeah with bigger things i generally do struggle to change my mind from it mm-hmm. so yeah if something's coming up and i'm looking forward to it i wasn't looking forward to ixy i don't mean that <laughs> but if i'm look if i'm gonna be doing something i'm looking forward to it and then it gets snatched away at the last minute i'm kind of like and i just like take a, a moment to kind of get past it but it's exactly the same. Like, the process for us is exactly the same, whether but it's IVF again, or ICSI. But again, in my mind, the motility was spoken about the first time, so that's their ability to swim. Mm-hmm. That wasn't great. So... She said count today as well. Yeah, but they'd already said count last time. Oh, right. Which has said it was above what it needed to... Like, it was above being, oh, your sperm's just absolutely pointless because they've said, I can conceive naturally. Mm-hmm. So if they said it was below that, then they wouldn't tell me that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of knew that the sperm wasn't sperm count wasn't great, but I knew there was enough there. But yeah, I've just had it in my mind that surely the best way is to take the sperm, inject it into the egg, and then go from there. In my mind, that's surely going to have yeah, a Yeah, but then success. this is where I've been trying to say to you as well, like, that there's, what's the word, like, there's negative, there's more negatives of going through ICSI. Mm-hmm. IVF is 
more natural, even though neither of them feel natural. IVF is more natural. Mm-hmm. It's just my opinion. I, I can't really say anything mm-hmm. other than that. In my mind, if you've got, I don't mean shortcut, but it is kind of a shortcut. If you've got a shortcut available, surely you do the shortcut to get there. It'd be interesting to find out what actual negatives there are, because then that may actually change my mind. But because I don't know of the negatives. Well, I've told you because they because it's they're forcing like the sperm mm-hmm. into the egg mm-hmm. rather than it being the survival of the fittest and it's the fittest one that gets to the egg. But then surely we've had this conversation as well. Surely they know which ones are better. So would they, they not... know to a certain extent? Well, but... there you go then. If they they're going to have a good idea, like a a good idea, aren't they? Mm. So if they've got a good idea about it, they'll be able to pick out a strong sperm to mm-hmm. do it. So also, that... the egg can get damaged because you're injecting it in. But then, if my sperm can't swim, then it's never going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is why I'm just like, yeah, I've just had my mind set on, yeah, it's going to be icky that mm. we're going through. But IVF is cheaper as well. Well, yes. Saves us a grand. Yes, and we all know how much I love money and saving money and not spending money. But I'd rather spend an extra grand and have a better chance. It doesn't necessarily guarantee you a better chance. As I say, if it's... Because they'll choose. Like she said, even if you do this um, sperm analysis and it comes back that they are okay, like they are better, and they'll say you can go through IVF. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to the actual egg collection day, if your sperm sample isn't actually that good, then they'll say, oh no, actually, we're going to do ICSI. So it all comes down to basically whatever sample you produce on egg collection day. (laughs) So now I do feel like you doing this extra sample is a bit pointless. Yeah, and it's a nice bomb to shell to drop on the day. Oh, by the way, it's a grand more. If they they originally said, oh, it's going to be IVF, and then on the day they say, oh, actually, it's going to be ICSI. What happens if people like haven't got that money? Well, yeah. It's not great, is it? No, but I think you would kind of account for whatever's going to happen. Yeah. You'd have I'd, a backup. I would have thought, surely you just say that the price is the higher, and then if it is just IVF, you give a refund. That would make more sense. Well, that's what that's what might happen. Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm saying, surely they should just do that anyway. Just charge you a higher amount, and then... If it is just on IVF, you give give the money back. Well, but then if it's the higher one, then they keep the higher one. Mm. Rather than people thinking that it's they've saved up the money for IVF, and then at the last minute being told, oh, by the way, it's going to be ICSI, which is a grand more, people might, they might not be in the position to... Well, yeah, but then people can always say no. <laughs> well, yeah, they can do. And say, no, please still try IVF or something instead. Yeah. They can only suggest things, really. They can't, like, force you to do anything. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. I hadn't really thought of that. But yes, I will be going for a second sperm analysis, yeah. and we'll see where we'll go from there. If you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Like, you can well, see no, it, it, you don't want to go. It would be interesting to see how it does compare, to yeah. be fair, to see if it is any better. But mm-hmm. I think so. I think, I, think... I think I'm just resigned to the fact that it's at that level. Yeah, it would be nice to get a result back especially now that we've had your results back saying that you're fine Mm. and then the fact that we've been trying for two years it's like well it has to be me yeah it has to be me so in that sense I am kind of like what is the point Mm. but it would be interesting to see that if there is any difference between this time yeah and the first time Mm -hmm. but we don't know when that's going to (laughs) be no no we've just been told that we're getting stuff sent through the post Mm -hmm. some stuff to sign and read and Stuff like that, and yeah. I'm sure at some point 
will be receiving the the letter to say what date and time and yeah all that kind of stuff it is. But then I'll be getting my bloods done, won't I? When I go down when for you that go sperm there, analysis, yeah. because there's no point going in for the sperm analysis, coming away, mm-hmm. and then going back again for another time to yeah. do the blood so test. So the so the next blood test that we've got to have is for like HIV and things like that. That's what this one. Oh, is it happy, happy, and stuff like that? Yeah. I can't remember properly. I just remember the yeah. HIV. Yeah, I'm but, sure she mentioned those. Yeah, well. but you'll get yours done. You're not getting them done at the same time, though, are you? No, because I won't be because of coronavirus. We can't like do joint. Well, we can for some of the appointments. She said we can have joint, but the majority. Oh, because also not... the, the egg collection day, we can both be there. Yeah. The transfer day, we can both be there. Mm-hmm. And I think when we sign the consent forms. Quite possibly. I think maybe she said that as well. Yeah. Definitely egg collection and transfer. Yeah, and yeah. She definitely said those two days. And if we do get pregnant, the scan. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not as perfect as without COVID, but to say that we have got a pandemic, like, that's good, I think. Mm-hmm. That you can actually be there for those moments, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting my blood tests when we sign the consent forms, I think. I think that'll be the next time that I go. But we've not been... No. Did we get told when that was? Was that going to be No, April? because we've got to have the implications appointment first. No. And that's April-May time. No. Was she not listening to anything she said? Right. It was half ten that's this morning. And we've had... A, I've had work <laughs> since then. That's the one where I got upset. Because she said June. It'd be June before we get... Because there's a waiting list now. So no, 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 no. Yes. No, she said April, May, and then we would start the treatment a month later. No. She did. No, 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 no. Listen back to the thing. I had it, and I got it, took it into my head, because I went, June, like, that feels ages away. Whereas I was always kind of thinking April, May sort of time. Mm-hmm. But no, she said June. She said June for the, the implications mm-hmm. appointment. Mm-hmm. And then once you've had that, you sign the consent forms. And then that's when you can start treatment. She said, once you have the implications appointment, things will move a bit quicker then. um, And everything else will kind of follow within the next few weeks of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we've got to wait this long to get the implications appointment. Right. I've I've just misheard that then. I thought she said April, May, and then it's a month from that. No. Which, yeah. So that's why I was so upset. (laughs) Yeah, no, it makes sense now. Because it still feels like ages away. Yeah. Which kind of then does tie into kind of what I was saying at the start of this kind of little section is the timeline for you is just like, oh, well, we're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know that if that gives us more time to save and not take out a loan, which at the minute we would have to do, mm-hmm. if that gives us the opportunity to do that, then one, you don't have patience. I do have patience. So that yeah. obviously like... You think of things more like practically as well, whereas I just think emotionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I was going to say impulsive, but I don't really mm. think that kind of applies to this. That's just when you're it's shopping. It's just the fact that we've like, oh, we've been doing, it feels like so long that we've been doing this for. Because we, it's over two years now since we officially started trying for a, for a second. Yeah. But... I always think as well, it's technically a little bit longer than that because we never went back on contraception after having Oakley. 
And yet, yes, when know, he was a newborn, we never really... Like... No, but at the same time, we didn't know anything about all the timing and stuff like that, really. But we knew we? about it, but we wasn't timing it. That's what I mean. We didn't We didn't officially start until that January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... That's when we took it that's serious. That's when, yeah, that's when then we started, like, timing everything and yeah. taking it seriously. But before then, we were, it was kind of like a leave it down to nature sort of thing again. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so the fact that she said June for that appointment, I was like, that's two and a half years. Two and a half years before even starting any treatment. Has people gone for five years? Like, we we need to be thankful that at least we're getting in this quickly. There's been people that have been trying for four, five, six years, I imagine, and they've still not got anywhere. Yeah, I know, but it still does, it doesn't mean that... It, no, it's, obviously it doesn't mean that it's any better for you because yeah. it's other people that are going through it. But I just mean, we need to be thankful for kind of where we are at the minute. I know, I know. But you can't always like just think like that. You're still like how we feel and stuff, even though we've got Oakley. And even though, like you said, we're not, it's not, we're not five years down the line or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're still allowed to feel upset and frustrated. Oh, God, yeah, of course you are. Taking course so are. long. I'm just, I'm just trying to see the positives. That's all. Yeah, I know. Uh, like it's all I'm doing. Like, what like you're upset what would be the point of me being negative about it as well mm-hmm. it's just not going to make anyone feel better yeah i always do feel positive as well because we've got we've got him already mm-hmm. and it's like right we're upset about having another one right where's the one that i've got then i'll give him a squeeze <laughs> like a squeeze harder and stuff like that we've got one so and then yes you of course you're allowed to feel upset like it would be unnatural to not be Mm-hmm. upset about it but yeah I just try and focus on the positives there's it, it's all it's all I can ever really do I hate I personally hate thinking negatively because it just puts me in a mood yeah. can I be bothered to be in a mood not really because then it just upsets you annoys you and although he doesn't pick up on it when he gets a bit older he'll pick up on it and it'll just put him in a mood as well so mm. you're yeah. allowed to have a moment of like being upset in that, of course though. so I had my little cry I take myself away yeah, and that's why I followed you, because I knew you'd taken yourself away, and I was like, Rachel's upset, I'll go and see her. I wasn't going to just leave you to cry, I wanted to make sure that you were okay. Yeah, I don't know, it was just a bit of a downer, really, because I think I probably thought too much into this appointment, and I think I probably had higher expectations of what was going to come out. I was expecting to have a date for the next thing. I wasn't expecting her to say... You're going to have to wait a few more months. Yeah, but... Before anything else. Yeah, I know. Like, it wasn't even it, it, her think... saying, wait until June to start the treatment. It was her saying, wait until then for the next appointment sort of thing, which mm. was then like, oh. Like, it just sounds like a long way away when you're in February and you've got to wait until June. I know it's not tech... Like, it could be longer. You yeah. could be waiting even longer, but mm. it does feel like... A long way yeah. from now. I was going to ask a question there, kind of, because we're nearly a year for like coronavirus and stuff like that. Does it feel like a year to you? Oh, it feels like five years. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going to try and use that to be like, oh, can you believe it's a year already? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it feels like a lot longer. Mm. So that doesn't really help my cause. Though. And like, we've been in, like, next month, it will have been a year since I even saw the GP in the first place. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's. Like they tell you to wait a year anyway before seeing the GP, and then you see the GP, and then it takes another year and a bit before getting anywhere else. 
Because mm. we've had nothing. We've had nothing at all. We've had no uh, medicated cycles at all. So we have literally just been waiting. Yeah. We haven't had anything to try and help mm-hmm. us along, which is really hard. At least, at least we know we can get the help. Mm. At least, like, at least we know that. I, I don't know. It's just, I'm, again, I'm just trying to put a positive spin. I know, I know. It. See, and then I start thinking as well, like, I'm hoping that, like, I'm really, really hoping, like, everybody who goes through this is hoping that the first cycle works. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, because you, then of course I'm like, you would be, yeah. Then it's even longer again. Yeah. <laughs> then but, you're looking but, at the end of the year. Quicker for... than your first like the wait for the first one though isn't it mm-hmm. so a uh, positive like <laughs> but yeah obviously like again in my mind that i think that right so i've completely lost my train of thought there <laughs> because the dog was barking um because the, the do- we've got wooden floors and the dog just decides to get up and like walk around when we've recorded po- the podcast in the past so our bright idea was we'll put it in the kitchen it'll be fine it's only it's only in there for like an hour at top. It? Are you calling her it? Yeah, I'm calling her it. <laughs> She's annoyed me. <laughs> it's, it's Maggie. It's Maggie. Named after the character in The Walking Dead. Yeah. That's where we got the name from. Yeah, which we were obsessed with at the time. And now we don't watch it. <laughs> we never finished it. Yeah. Not because we don't like it, we just kind of went, uh, Yeah. It's a lot to catch up on. We're not going to bother. <laughs> but yeah. So Maggie now goes into the kitchen... Maggie decided to bark because she'd been in there a little while and was just getting bored. <laughs> so what I was talking about, I've got no idea. <laughs> so we're just literally going to move on to whatever we've got next. Yeah. Well, I think you was on about like being positive and stuff anyway. You was kind of going along the lines of that. And I think now that I've had time to process it and realise that we've got no choice but to wait, I've now thought, right, okay, We've got these few months before treatment is going to happen. So now we need to make those months worth it. Like, we need to be kind of like training for treatment. Yeah. That's a good little slogan. (laughs) I hope you're you're writing down that in your quotes. (laughs) But yeah, so these next couple of months, Mm -hmm. we are going to have a better diet. Which we don't have a bad diet, anyway. I was going to say. And we're not dieting, mm-hmm. but there's a few things that I want to do that I want to kind of limit a little bit more. Right. From the book that I've been reading. Because I've also been reading It Starts With The Egg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking a few little things from there. So there's a couple so of... what am I losing out on? What, what well, am I... you don't have to. Okay. It's more me, because now I'm thinking, right, we've got a couple of months, so that means that what we do now... Mm-hmm. is gonna affect like the treatment yeah. because mm-hmm. of the fact that like sperm and eggs and things like that like take, take like three months yeah, or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. um so i was thinking right okay so we're kind of like at that point now where whatever we do next is gonna then relate to the actual treatment yeah so we want to make sure that the eggs are the best quality that they can be and the sperm's the best quality that can be mm-hmm. like yeah you might not have loads and they might not be able to move, but if they're good quality, <laughs> then that's something that can that you might be able to like help along the way at least. Yeah. And same with me with the eggs as well. So obviously taking the vitamins, we will keep doing mm-hmm. and being consistent with as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, the dietary stuff as well. Well, fair, uh, that's fair enough. I thought I was there's not like... there's not loads and loads because we already have done a lot of things because we don't drink. No. I can't remember the last time I had like alcohol. I think it was probably over Christmas, New Year's Eve. Yeah, don't drink caffeine. No. What are the other things? Smoking. Oh yeah, we don't smoke. Don't take drugs or anything like that. Um, we never have done either. That's not something we've got out of it. <laughs> we never have. But yeah, just kind of like really, really, really taking care of ourselves now. Yeah. Even more so, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so I want to cut back on sugar and glucose. Uh, no, that's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, gluten. <laughs> and yeah, have a more healthier diet. The Mediterranean diet, This she suggests right. in the book. Okay. So, we'll try a bit of that, because I think I'll enjoy that anyway. I think just things that I would enjoy eating. Interesting. I know. And I thought I might try a little bit of yoga again as well. Mm-hmm. Get calm. Try and get, just try and go get through these next months of You can use my yoga to... socks that I bought in the first <laughs> lockdown that I'd never used. <gasps> yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to impulse buys. Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So I just think now, instead of me feeling rubbish about having to wait longer, just think, right, what can I do in these next few months to help when we do get to it? Yeah. I just think it will help me to think that way because then I think everything that I'm doing now is for then. And it's given us a better chance. Yeah. So we could try. There's no harm in trying at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, exactly. It It's not going to make it worse. Yeah. Like, it, surely you can't make it worse, so mm-hmm. it's always worth giving it a shot, isn't it? Yeah. Not a good idea. Thanks. I like it. So, we're coming towards the end of the episode now. I feel like we've really just, like, rambled about things. I feel like I've not really made much sense, but every episode I feel like I never make any sense. <laughs> no, but we've said that this podcast is us just talking basically yeah. and that's kind of what we've done there mm. so just reflected on yeah and today. it's what it's here for really isn't it yeah so there's nothing wrong with that exactly yeah we've got no sort of we're not qualified in anything we have no insight into things no. in that sense but it's and just... i'm sure that our seven listeners won't mind you <laughs> rambling on it's fine with five of them being yourself <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but anyway, we're on to the last bit of the podcast. So this is where we're trying to get in a few facts, like within all of the rambling. So I've got a couple of questions for you tonight, today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week we did a few of the acronyms and you had to guess those. But this week, thought we'll mix it up a little bit. We won't do acronyms every single week. We're not we'll... playing catchphrase, are we? No. <laughs> Just still questions. But we'll have... A few different types of questions. And I think sometimes I might even try and relate it to what we've been talking about as well. Just so then you you might have a little bit of a head start. But Yeah, it would massively help. <laughs> but you're ready. I've got five questions for you again. Yep. So the first one is how many couples out of one hundred will get pregnant within one year, on average, obviously. Would it not be about hold on. No, I'm thinking of it's one in seven have fertility issues, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so along those lines, what's up? One in seven. Oh, look at you trying to do the maths. Yeah. I would have just like said a number. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work it out. 
Obviously, that is. I feel like I've not entirely said the question right, but it's obviously of people who have regular unprotected sex. Hmm. I don't know, maybe about 60? Okay. The answer is 84. Right. So I had 84 in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but listen, you did. <laughs> listen, I could, even, I could even work out the maths for you, but I didn't think that everyone would like. So one in seven struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not going to bother doing the math. But I thought, <laughs> I did get to 84, and then I thought, well, I don't think 84% would in a year. Mm. But then if it's longer than a year, that's classed as infertile, isn't it? If you don't manage to conceive within a year. Yeah, within a year. Or you have fertility years. issues. Yeah. So you, really, I should have not doubted myself and just gone 84, but 84 seemed really high. Yeah. But that's the answer. It's about 84 out of every 100 couples who have regular, unprotected sex will get pregnant within a year. How proud do you feel to be in that minority? (laughs) It's great, isn't it? Next question. Okay, this one. Mm -hmm. You might start using your maths brain again. Because it's related to the last question. Okay. How many couples out of 100 will get pregnant with regular, unprotected sex within... Two years. It'd still be 84. No. Why would not? Wait. So... So out of that 100 people, uh in the first year, 84 people got pregnant. Yeah. In the second year, how many more people got pregnant? Right. Um, You're going to have to do some cutting on the editing on this part, because I'm going to sit here for a while and work us out. I don't know why you're trying to work it out. Just say a number. No. (laughs) Three. You're not answering it right. (laughs) I don't get the question. So the first question was how many couples out of 100 got pregnant within one year? That was 84. Right. Second question Mm -hmm. is how many couples out of 100 get pregnant within two years? Oh. (laughs) Um, 60. No, you're still not answering (laughs) it right. What are you doing? I don't get the question at all. Right. Well, the answer is 92. In the first year, 84 couples out of 100 have got pregnant. In the second year, there's now 92 out of those 100 couples. And there's eight couples that haven't. Of the ones... He basically was describing it as... the one Of the ones that didn't get pregnant, how many would? So I said three, as in three more couples. You said three, didn't you? Yes, three. <laughs> because it's not, it's not 92. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I didn't think... I thought these two questions were, like, the nice ones. I didn't think this was going to cause a domestic. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the bad one at maths. You only had to guess a number. Right, let's move on, let's move on. <laughs> I got it from a bug, okay? Don't moan at me. Just the question was... Uh, you just wasn't listening. No, the question's all wrong. Are you ready for the next question or are you going to be in a mood? Probably in a mood, but go for it. (laughs) Right, these last three, there's nothing to do with couples or anything like that, so don't worry. But these last three are on about what we've been speaking about with my blood tests and results. So we'll see if you've been paying attention. So the first question is, what does AMH stand for? Well, I know it's a hormone. Oh, well done. Because I, I wouldn't have even got this well, without... No, it's, it's like LH knowing. and stuff like that. Like oh, I know yeah, that true. LH is a hormone. Yeah. 
and I know it's a hormone, but I don't know what the A and the M stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know, I know it's a hormone. Yeah, it stands for anti-malarian hormone. Right. Don't know what it means. No, no. no. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Either, but yeah, no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the H was hormone. So. Oh, well done. Thanks. Well done. What are the four AMH levels that they do the scores? Well, we're no satisfactory because you said you're in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you very quickly showed me this before. I was going to say, I did show you, but, but I don't know whether you... Because you were pointing to satisfactory, I only ever looked at satisfactory. Yeah. I'm going to go, well, normally in these kinds of things, you have satisfactory, excellent, and like good, like above satisfactory. And I don't know, I don't want to say poor because if you're mm-hmm. in that, I don't want to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Poor. So the answer is optimal uh-huh. is the top. Yep. Satisfactory, low, very low. Oh, is there two below satisfactory? Yeah. I thought I thought there was two above. Yeah, you probably yeah. I don't blame you with how I reacted <laughs> with my <laughs> like score, but. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was. I thought it was two above and one below. Eh, no. Which again, as you say, the way that you reacted. Yeah. <laughs> made us think that there was only one below. Yeah. Right. I'm basically like kind of smack bang in the middle, I would say, of it all. Mm -hmm. And the last question Mm -hmm. is, what is the average AMH level for a 30-year-old woman? What were you, Mm 22.6? Or 22.46 or something? Uh, 22.6. Right. And to get into satisfactory, it's 21.98? Yeah, well done. That was good remembering. So I'm guessing around about 21 point, I don't know, between 21.5 and 21.98. It's actually lower than that. It's 17.5. Oh, it drops That's, quite a bit yeah. then. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about body clock and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. So that's why I think I worried a little bit more by my level. Instead of thinking, oh, oh, well, that's good for my age. I was like, but is this going to drop dramatically? Decline, like, yeah. Because um, 29 this year, 30 next year, like, is it going to go from 22.6 to 17 within a year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I don't know how quickly it drops or anything like that, but... No, I didn't think 30 would drop as much as that. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be, like, towards yeah. your mid-30s. It's average, it's an average, so obviously everybody's different, but... But yeah, so those are the questions for today. Well done, we managed to get through it without completely... Uh, you ripping my head off. Yeah, and I, I did have a bit of a paddy. We did have to stop the recording because yeah. I wasn't happy with oh, the first question. Oh, no, no, question. no. What? You're not, re- you're not, you're not um, explaining it right. <laughs> Spit your words out, come on. <laughs> if you're going to take the mic, do it properly. You're not explaining it right. I said three. I meant three more couples. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, you didn't even understand your own question. <laughs> But anyway, we'll leave it on there before we uh, start a new domestic again. <laughs> and then don't speak to each other for <laughs> until the next podcast. <laughs> Should keep it going. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I hope you, that um, within our rambling talks, you've got something from it. Yeah. Even if it's only something small. Even if it's just a laugh at us having a domestic at the very end <laughs> yeah. over a question that doesn't mean anything to us whatsoever. <laughs> at least it's something. Yeah. But no, yeah, thank you for listening. 
and we'll be here again next week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank See you, you soon. Bye. Bye.